Welcome to the Collide Kids Podcast, hosted by Kristen Clark. This is a show for kids and families. You are going to meet new people and have fun while you listen. Let's do it! y'all. Welcome to the Collide Kids Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Clark. The Collide Kids Podcast is a show for kids and families where we learn together how life and faith collide. I am so glad that you're listening today. Thank you so much for downloading and checking this out. If you're new, I just want to say welcome to the show. I hope you enjoy it. Be sure to listen to the end of every episode. That's where we have our kids only segment where kids just like you get to be on the podcast too. Well, I hope you are enjoying this perfect fall weather. I live in Georgia and it's been hot, hot, hot. And just this week, it finally got to the point where we could pull out our sweatshirts and all of our comfy clothes. We got to pick out pumpkins. We've been jumping in leaves. We've been enjoying this perfect weather. I hope that you guys are doing the same and getting outside. Playing outside is so important. I hope you know that, that that's a really good thing not just for kids to do, but it's important for adults as well. We need some fresh air, you guys. (laughs) Well, today I am super excited for you guys to hear this conversation with another musician that I highly admire. His name is Mike Donahue. He is a recording artist, a songwriter, a speaker, podcast and video show host, and he's the author of the best-selling book, Finding God's Will for My Life. And he is the founding member of the band 10th Avenue North. His story is that after a potentially fatal car crash as a teenager, he learned to play guitar while he was recovering from his injuries, and playing guitar gave birth to songwriting, which then led to the formation of 10th Avenue North, which became one of the most loved and successful bands in Christian music. Now, despite their years of being together and widespread popularity, it was at the beginning of 2020 they sensed they each had their own unique roads to follow, and so they amicably disbanded, and they were planning to do a farewell tour when everything stopped because of COVID. Well, it was during this time of change and transition that Mike was able to put together and record his latest album called Flourish, which just released in August. You guys, this conversation was so much fun. He is so funny. I know you're going to love it. I know you're going to be encouraged. Here is my conversation with Mike Donahue. Mike, thank you so much for being on the Collide Kids podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm stoked to be here. <laughs> I am excited to talk to you today. And I, I'm i a big fan of your music, by the way. Um, you're in this little band called 10th Avenue North, right? And now you have your own music, which is great. Would you just introduce yourself today and tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. My name is Mike Donahue, and I used to sing in a band called 10th Avenue North. Uh, and our band decided not to be a band anymore. But don't worry, it ended very well. We're all <laughs> still really good friends. That's and good to hear. And so now I'm doing music as Mike Donahue. But here's a fun fact. I did not like music as a kid. Nope. Really? I was one of five. I was one of five kids. And so my mom said, I can only do so many things with you guys. You have to pick something. (laughs) So when I was nine years old, my mom said, you can either play piano or play soccer. 
Now, guys, <laughs> come on. What nine-year-old boy is, I mean, maybe if I was Johann Sebastian Bach, I would have picked piano, but <laughs> I decided to play soccer. And then here's the craziest part that I want to tell you about myself. Okay. Is I didn't play any music the rest of my childhood until I was 17 and I got in a car accident and my buddy was driving the car and we went off the road and we flipped five times in the car wow. and I got thrown out of the car and I hit the ground and I broke my head and I got my ear ripped off oh, and I wow. broke my back and I flatlined in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. That means my heart stopped beating. It went beep, 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 boop. And they had to take these electric paddles and go clear. And then it made my heart go bloop, bloop, bloop. My heart started beating again. And here's the craziest part. I had to lay on my back for two months waiting for my back to heal. And that is when I first asked my parents for a guitar because I was so bored out of my mind. <laughs> and so I started playing a guitar because I got in a really bad car accident. And so that now I'm actually grateful I got in that car accident. Yeah. If I hadn't, I would never have learned to play guitar and I would never have been in the band 10th Avenue North and I wouldn't be here talking to you today. Wow. That's incredible. And so you learned to play, like you could play the guitar on your back, like laying on your back. Well, by the time I got the guitar, I was sitting up. Okay. It was <laughs> like, that's interesting. My, it was laying on my back, looking at the ceiling that, uh, well, and that's the nice thing about guitar is you can lay on your back and play. True. That is true. <laughs> easier than a piano. The, yeah, yeah. You can't lay on your back for that one. Well, you maybe if you do it like upside down, maybe you could play it. <laughs> have you, have you laid a piano on top of yourself? You don't know. That's, that's probably a bad idea. Good, good advice so far. Okay. And you have, uh, you have four girls of your own. Is that right? I have four daughters. Pray for me. <laughs> Someone is always crying and it's yes. usually me. <laughs> and for those dads listening, no, I'm not praying for a boy because the Lord gives girls to a family that already has a man. Oh, oh. I like that. <laughs> That's good. So what are the ages of your daughters? My daughters are 11, 10, 7, and 3. That's awesome. What a fun group. I bet it's really, it's really quiet at your house, right? Everybody just sits. Yes. <laughs> we, the thing we say to our daughters all the time is because our daughters, I don't, maybe you guys don't fight in your family, but in our family, my daughters have a tendency to start fighting over who gets to sit where or who gets dessert or what, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And the thing we always have to remind our daughters is we're on the same team. We say that a lot in our family. We say you're on the same team. That's good. That's a good reminder. I think we should all use that in our families. Because uh, I don't think it's just daughters that argue or sisters. I think, I think it's just a sibling thing, right? <laughs> oh, it's, uh, you know, I drive, I'm part of a carpool system where I pick up six middle schoolers and bring them home at the same time wow. in the same car. And that is, talk about escalation. <laughs> I say it all the time, that escalated quickly. Yes, I'm sure it does. Wow. Okay, well, I can't wait to talk with you about your music and all the things you've got going on. But this is a podcast for kids, so we always love to start out with a fun joke. So you got, a, you got something funny you want to share with us today? Oh, boy. Do I 
Do I ever? <laughs> I got lots, lots of jokes. Okay. And I got to make sure I tell you one that I'm allowed to tell on a kid's <laughs> podcast. Let's hear it. Um, what you got? <laughs> what do you, what do you call, what do you call a fruit at a shotgun wedding? <laughs> Cantaloupe. <laughs> Cantaloupe. Cantaloupe. No, the kids are going, nice. what? Cantaloupe. Can- cantaloupe. <laughs> That's good. I like that one. I've never heard a cantaloupe joke. So, you know, they're no, all no, about no. bananas. And I got, no, one, got, I got one more joke. I got lots okay, of jokes. <laughs> so there are these two muffins, right? And they're sitting in the oven. And the one muffin says to the other muffin, he goes, whew, man, it's getting hot in here, huh? And the other muffin said, oh, my goodness, it's a talking muffin. Nice. <laughs> That's good. I love it. Muffins. Um, are you hungry? Is that why you're telling food jokes? You're I'm just... not. I just had okay. a big brunch because <laughs> it's my birthday today, and I had a birthday brunch. It's your so. birthday? Happy birthday. And it's I... my wife's birthday, too. We have the same birthday. Can you Do you that? really? Wow. I like that. Well, happy birthday again. That's amazing that you're joining us today for your birthday. Okay. So let's talk about your music. So you're in a band. Is that kind of where you, you said you were in that car accident and you started with guitar and then you just went straight into a band? Is that how it happened? Well, I went to college the next year Okay. and I met some guys who played music and I said, you guys want to start a band? And they said, why not? <laughs> and, uh, we started playing and the rest is history. Been playing in a band ever since. Well, now not that band, but Right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And so you guys just started singing music that you're passionate about or did you write your own stuff or how how did that start with your music kind of taking off like that? So the first thing I started learning is a lot of kids when I went to college, they like to sit around and worship God with some acoustic guitars and just sing. I don't know if you guys do that in your family, but um, we love to sit around. I got a guitar right here on the wall and, mm-hmm. uh, we'll sing together. And we, I, I would do that with my friends at college and I would learn worship songs that you'd sing in church, you know, and we'd sing them together and pray together. Mm-hmm. And then when my band started, uh, we started some of those worship songs and we started playing them and we ended up playing at some youth groups and some churches and, Then we started writing our own songs when I felt like, you know, I wish there was a song about this kind of a thing when we're leading worship for people. And uh, I kept doing that. And after a while, people liked some of the songs that I was writing. Although I had to write about a hundred bad songs before I wrote my (laughs) first good one. That's interesting. And how do you, what is that like to write a song? Like, is it the words come to you and then you start with a melody or do you just hear certain chords together and it makes you think of something about God? Like, how did that work out? Yeah. So sometimes uh, it'll just start as a little melody and you'll just hear it in your head and Mm -hmm. you'll hear um da da dee da 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 and then you sit down at a piano and then you start playing some chords and then you sing it over the chords. And then maybe when you're singing, you kind of mumble gibberish. And then you go, Oh, you know what I've been thinking about lately is act 17 where it says God's not served by men's hands. If he needed anything. 
Mm. And so then you kind of think about that and you think about some of God's truth. And then you think about the melody you were just singing at the piano. And then you go, God, you don't need me, but somehow you want me. Oh, how you love me. Somehow that frees me to take my hands off of my life and the way it should go. And, uh, and then all of a sudden you're, you're starting to write a song. That's incredible. And I love that song, by the way, that's one of my favorite songs, especially when you're going through a lot of, um, disappointments, you know, just to recognize that God still wants us. And so that's incredible. It just comes from having that understanding of God's word and then the love for music. That's really cool. I love learning about that, like how people come up with this stuff, you know? Um, So that's really interesting. What are some things about being in a band that taught you more about God? Uh, Some of that taught me more about God. Uh, You know what? I learned that God really likes people who frustrate me. (laughs) And so when you're in a band, you're so think about with being with your brothers and sisters and you know how sometimes you just get tired of them. You love them, but you just kind of don't want to see them anymore for a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, In a band, you're with each other all the time. I mean, when you're touring, you see each other in the morning, all day long. And then when you go to bed, And so it's really easy to get in fights and it's really easy to think they, they they're wrong and I'm right. And they should apologize to me. And then you start reading the Bible and you realize God or Jesus, especially when you look at Jesus in the scripture, he was just really nice to people who even like Judas, who ended up betraying him, Jesus, Jesus washed his feet and to Peter, who was going to deny him. He still loves him. And so I had to learn, or even when Jesus getting hung on the cross and he says of the very guys who are they're they're nailing him to the cross. I can't even imagine what that's like. Hmm. And he says, forgive them, Father. They don't know what they're doing. And I learned Jesus is way more patient and kind to people than I am. And so being in a band, I got to learn how to be forgiving. We'll be right back after this. You know, raising kids in the digital age isn't easy, but Bark Technology makes products that help parents keep their kids safe online and in real life. They have an app, a phone, and a home device that lets families set parental controls on their internet-connected devices. I love the app because it helps us manage screen time and blocks websites and apps we want our kids to avoid. It also sends alerts and gives us the ability to monitor texts and social media and even track your child's location. Visit bark.us to learn more about how you can keep your kids safe online. Use the code COLLIDEKIDS to get 15% off your subscription of the Bark app. Yeah, when we are forgiven, we recognize that we've been shown that grace and forgiveness, then it puts that responsibility on us to extend that to others, even if they frustrate us. <laughs> yeah, even if you're waiting for them to apologize and they haven't apologized yet. Yeah. That's that's the hardest uh is when it doesn't seem like they recognize that they were wrong. Mm. And 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 you sometimes you got to learn to be the one to give the grace first. Mhm. Something I learned about the whole thing with forgiveness and when you feel like you've been hurt or wronged by someone, the Bible actually tells us to go to that person and tell them 
that they've hurt us instead of waiting for them to apologize. Cause I think that's what we want to do. Like, I'm just going to sit here and not speak to them until they say they're sorry, but they might not even recognize that they've done that to us. And no, so that's a great point. A lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times we're mad at people and they have no idea they did something to hurt us. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we got to give them a chance to apologize. And sometimes we all recognize that what they did or said might've hurt us, but, it kind of had more to do with what's going on inside of us right? and whether or not they meant to hurt us. Yeah. So true. We had talked about this a little bit before about joy and sadness and experiencing both of these emotions at the same time, you know, especially when we're like we were talking about earlier with our families and we experience these things. What are some things that you talk about with your girls about joy and sadness? Yeah, that's a good Good question. I don't know if any parents out there have watched Disney or uh, Pixar's Inside Out Mm. uh, with your kids, but that might be a good starting point if you want to start talking about emotions, because there's this scene in Inside Out where this girl named Riley, she's really sad, and she has joy inside her going, don't feel sad, don't feel sad, don't feel sad, but that's not making her feel better, and then sadness comes and puts her arm around her. And goes, oh, this is really hard, huh? And what's weird is allowing herself to be sad is actually what ends up making her feel better. So I don't know how it is in your guys' families, but sometimes when someone starts crying, we have a tendency to say, don't be sad, stop crying. And when we do that, we, we're doing something called numbing, okay? Now, numbing... For those of you kids, that's like if you've ever been to the dentist and they put something in your mouth and you can't really feel your tongue or your lips or whatever. So weird. Yeah. We sometimes we do that with our hearts because we mm. we don't want to feel sad, so we don't cry. And and what happens is when we numb the sadness, we numb the happiness too. We mm. kind of numb everything. And what you have to do, which just sounds really weird, but in Psalm 126, it says, those who sow in tears will reap with shouts of joy. Now that's some complicated words in there, but what it means is if you let yourself be sad, then you'll also experience more and more joy. I know that sounds so weird. And so it's kind of funny in our family, my girls will be really sad about something. And we talk a lot about how you're allowed to be sad in our family. So sometimes my daughters will be screaming. And I say, hey, that's enough now, too much. And they go, you said I'm allowed to cry. You said I'm allowed to be sad. And so we're allowed to be sad, but then we got to figure out the difference between being sad and flipping our lid is what Mm -hmm. we call it that there's a point where you actually there's a difference between letting your emotions have their place and surrendering control to your emotions. Right. Our emotions are not our boss, but they are an indicator of what's going on inside. So how do you do that? How do you rein that back in? If you feel like you're really sad and you're losing a little bit of control, how can we pull that back? You ask questions. Hmm. You say, so what's, What's going on underneath there? What do you think your sadness is trying to tell you? You know, and, and, and in our family, we don't ever say, why do you feel sad? 
because a lot of times we don't know. We don't know the answer right away. So you kind of got to ask better questions. You got to say, what do you think's going on? What's, what's happening in your life right now? What's, did, did something happen at school today? Did something happen yesterday? Is there something you've been thinking about? You know, you kind of got to ask better questions. And then you start going, oh, actually, you know what? There was a girl who called me this weird name at school. And that's affecting me now. And so now when my sister said something to me, I was already hurting. And that's why what she said hurt me so bad. Mm. So we have to get curious about our emotions instead of telling our emotions to shut up. Yeah. And I don't think (laughs) it's not something that just kids have to deal with. Like as an adult, I still have to, like you said, allow myself to be sad because I'm really good. I'm really good at stuffing down emotions that don't feel good deep, deep down. And the problem with doing that is that eventually the pile gets too big. And then someone says, Hey, and I'm like, why did you say? And it just all comes out all at the same time. And so I have to work on processing things as they happen. So it's something you have to practice, you know, every day, not just, you won't get past it once you're an adult, right? That's, that's right. Have you ever seen Star Wars? Yes, I have. You know, do you remember when <laughs> Luke Skywalker falls in the trash compactor? Yeah. And he's in this big trash thing and the walls are closing in. So that's kind of like our emotions. When we don't let ourselves feel sad, then we don't let ourselves feel joy. And the, the, the sides of our heart start squeezing and squeezing and squeezing until it comes out sideways is what mm-hmm. happens. That's why then you explode. It's like if you smash a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with your hands, the peanut butter and the jelly comes shooting out the sides. You can't try to smash it down. You got to let it have its place, you know, and I would say to you parents listening, I've seen this sort of bumper sticker spirituality phrase that kind of floats around the internet and it says faith over feelings. And I think that's a really limited sentence. I don't think it's a very good sentence because what it's telling us is that our faith and our feelings are in competition. Right. One has to win. And I don't think our faith and our feelings are meant to be competing. I think they're meant to be dance partners. Ooh, I like that. And so this doesn't, this doesn't flow off the tongue as easy, but (laughs) I'd I'd say you parents out there, instead of saying faith over feelings, I think we should explore a sentence like faith informed by our feelings Mm. and feelings informed by our faith, that they're meant to be interpreters of each other. Instead yeah. of, because our emotions are a gift. God gave them to us so that we know what's going on. Like, that's right. I've heard, I've heard, sorry, we're going kind of on a tangent here, but <laughs> I've heard people say, don't be angry. And it's true. In Ephesians, it says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. But your anger is a gift that God gives you to let you know that you really want something. Hmm. Now, to let it stay there and just do what it wants to do, that's not cool. We got to talk to our anger and go, what do we want? Do we need to get super angry about this? And when you get curious about your anger, you go, what? what's going on under there? What's making me so mad? And then you start going, well, what do I want? Oh, 
see, I'm angry because she gets dessert and I don't. <laughs> and, and you go, well, what do you want? Well, I want dessert. And you go, well, you had a dessert earlier and your sister didn't. So, you know, we can only have so much sugar before it kills you. So <laughs> I know you want sugar, but as your parents, we want you to live. Right. So, that's good. I like that. Letting our faith inform our feelings because I think that's one of the neatest things about having a relationship with God is we have the Holy Spirit with us all the time. He helps us. He guides us. He comforts us. And so leaning into that knowledge of knowing that we have the Holy Spirit to help us, he can help us with our emotions. He can remind us about what the scripture says. Um, so I love that. We need to make a bumper sticker. I think that's a, I think that would be a good bumper sticker. Yeah. <laughs> I love that conversation. Thank you for talking about that. Cause I think that's really important. Um, let's talk a little bit about your music now. You don't have the band anymore, but you're still making some great music. Can you tell us about your latest album? Yeah. My album is called flourish. Um, and flourish is kind of like a gardening word, mm -hmm. uh, which means to grow, the Hebrew word actually means to go, to grow or to go farther. And uh, what I called my album Flourish because during a pandemic with lots of new rules and lots of stuff that we can't do, it kind of felt like, I don't know about for you guys, but for me, it kind of felt like I wasn't flourishing. It didn't feel like things were growing. It didn't feel like I was going further. But then when I got a little distance and I started thinking, I went, oh, actually, and this is kind of a fun uh, thought, you know, when grapes grow, the place where the grapes have like the strongest taste are in places that don't get a lot of water. Hmm. And what happens is because there isn't a lot of water, the roots of the grapevine have to go deeper and deeper and deeper into the soil. And so the lack of rain actually makes these grapevines stronger than other ones. Hmm. And so I started realizing that going through tough circumstances, actually, if I, if I see it the right way, is actually an opportunity for as Colossians, the book of Colossians says, to let your roots go deep into Christ. And so I realized that even though my circumstances didn't feel like they were flourishing, I deep in my heart could still flourish. Mm. My heart could still grow no matter what's going on around me. In fact, when things are really difficult is actually usually the time that I'm growing the most. It's kind of like when you exercise and it hurts and it's hard, that's mm -hmm. actually the time your muscles are going to grow the most. We'll be right back after this. Hey, parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I always hated that when the um, fitness instructor says that in the 
exercising class, like if it's burning right now, it means it's working. You're like, oh, but I want it to stop. So I love that analogy, thinking about that, that um, like those grapes, like we're, we're going to gain more from flourishing. So you wrote this during the pandemic and did you record it during the pandemic also? Yeah. I mean, at some, home? Of this, some of it was, <laughs> I did all the demos at home and then uh, started going over to Buddy's studios once the rules were starting to change. And uh, so I, I had five or six different producers and uh, did a lot of Zoom recording and listening. One guy, we worked on several songs on a live Zoom and I had my headphones on and he was over at his house and he was, he had a way for me to hear the mix that he was hearing. Oh, cool. So that was kind of fun. So it actually, it was actually, I took more time working on this album than any album I've ever written. So if this album isn't good, <laughs> then maybe I should give it up. <laughs> Well, I've listened to a few of the songs on there and it, it is very good. And one of the things I love about listening to Christian music a lot is there's a lot of scripture in songs and your songs had a lot of Bible verses. So mm -hmm. I appreciate that when that music is pouring scripture into my life and into my heart. So that's a good thing. Absolutely. And they're kind of hidden in there. I don't do a lot of verses word for word. Yeah. But if you know them, you know what scriptures I'm referencing. Right. Or there's always the time where you memorize a song and then you're reading your Bible one day and you're like, oh, I know the melody to this verse. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's really cool that that happened. Um, do you have like any kid music or anything that you're working on that is a little more towards kids? I do. Uh, well, I mean, I will say my new album is kid tested approved because my daughters, they really like it. So yeah. We, we do dance parties to my new album so i would say my new album works for kids but i also i haven't put any of this out but i started a kids band with my brother-in-law called high five cardigans that's right <laughs> high five cardigans i love and, it and we write songs that we find ourselves singing to our kids for instance one song goes like this don't put your fingers in your bum, bum, mm -hmm. Don't put your fingers in your bum, bum, mm -hmm. I know you did it yesterday, some, but put your fingers in your bum, bum, mm -hmm. bum, 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 I know you get a little curious. That's how you get conjunctivitis. Pink eye, it's no lie. Keep your fingers at your bum. It'll be all right. We're singing. Bum, 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 bum. So you get the idea. Stuff like That's that. That's so catchy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's pop songs for the modern child. I love that. <laughs> that is so fun. And now I'm going to have that stuck in my head. Thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> That's the goal. That's it. That's why you do it. That's amazing. It's raining tacos out That's of the a good street. One. Yeah, all those, all those YouTube ones that you're like, why am I still thinking about this years from now? So that's great. So it's called High Five Cardigans. Uh, do you have a, a expected date when you're going to release it? No expected date yet. We're still <laughs> we're, we're going through the legal hoops. We got to make sure we're not uh, in breach of any other contracts. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's exciting. I can't wait for that to come out. That'll be awesome. Well, this has been so good, Mike. Thank you so much for sharing your heart today and for taking the time to talk to us. I 
I've really appreciated this. Um, I always love to ask my guests at the end of every show to share a memory from when they were a kid. So do you have a memory you want to share with us today? I'm going to give you a couple of my mother's worst memories of me. Oh, no. <laughs> when I was three years old, I was a wild child, okay? Couldn't keep me anywhere. Here's two examples. One time, my mom's got me in the bath. She goes, I would put you in the bath any chance I could because then I knew where you were. You'd entertain <laughs> yourself. And one day, you're in the bath and I'm, at the, I'm doing the dishes and I hear the front door go, shoot, I go, well, oh. that's weird. Who's there? And I look out the window and she goes, there you go, running naked down the street <laughs> after the ice cream truck. The ice cream truck was going down the street and I just ran naked. Suds coming off me, just running out of the truck. Here's one more example. That. I, I was a leash kid. I don't know if any of you kids have been on a leash, but my parents had me on a leash all the time. And when we went to Disney World when I was three, my mom had me on the leash, okay? And okay. then she sees another kid walk by that looks just like me. She said, man, that looks just like Mike. And then she looks down at the end of her leash. <laughs> I had taken the leash off and put it on another kid. <gasps> no. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was not only wild, but pretty, pretty darn smart because I said, I'm going to make her think she still got me on the leash. Kind of <laughs> That like kid's just... Gun. What about that other kid's family? Did they notice at some point that they- My mother was arrested for kidnapping and escorted <laughs> from the park, actually. No, she wasn't. She wasn't. Oh, my God. They, they, they were very gracious. They were oh, like, good. It was my mischievous nature that was to blame. That's amazing. That's amazing. I always wondered about those leash kids. Now I know one. <laughs> it's, it's, it's there to protect you from the kid. I mean, oh, yeah. Funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Those are great memories. And I, I thank your mom for allowing us to hear those. That's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show today. I, I'm excited for people to hear your music if they have not already. Um, where can they find your music right now? Wherever you listen to music. It's in all the streaming space. You know, it's, it's a new modern day where music floats around like spaceships. Who even knows how that happens? I don't Who knows? Know. Uh, that's really it. MikeDonahy.com or ask Alexa to play Mike Donahue. She'll all do right. It. Well, good for Alexa. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much. That was so fun. I loved hearing his stories and I loved getting to meet him today. He shared such encouragement, especially about joy and sadness. I loved when he was talking about that, that when we open ourselves up to sadness, we get to experience more joy, just like he talked about in the movie Inside Out. I love when he was talking about how our faith and our feelings don't need to fight against each other. Instead, they need to be dance partners. Our emotions are a gift. And so we need to recognize that that plays into our faith as well. And I totally think that we should have a bumper sticker that says faith informed by feelings and feelings informed by faith. I think that would be a great bumper sticker. It'd be a long one, but it would be a good one. 
Well, you've got to check out his new album, Flourish. I love this album. I've listened to all the songs. My favorite songs right now are From the Start and Unity Hymn. Those are both really good ones. And there's some other ones on there I enjoy as well. So if you'd like more information about Mike Donahue, you can check out his website, MikeDonahue.com. And you can find him wherever you get your music. And even though it was a couple weeks ago that we recorded this conversation, you can still go over to his social media and tell him happy belated birthday. Well, now it's time for the kids only segment. This is the part of the show where you get to be on the podcast. So I'm excited for you to hear this joke from my friend Esther. I got fired from my job at the bank yesterday. Why? An old lady came in and asked me to check her balance. So I pushed her over. Balance. I get it. That's a good one, Esther. Thank you for sharing that with us. Well, if you would like to share your favorite joke, or maybe you have a Bible verse you want to share, or an encouraging quote you like from a book or a movie... I would love for you to share that with me. You can find information about how to send that to me through my social media and my website. I'm on Facebook at the Collide Kids Podcast, and I'm on Instagram at Collide Kids Pod. Or you can go to my website, thecollidekidspodcast.com, and learn more about lots of different things, including how we are raising money for Operation Christmas Child. We've talked about this in the past couple episodes. It's something I'm really passionate about, and I would love for you to join me and other Collide Kids podcast listeners in reaching some of the hardest to reach places around the world. Our goal is to build 50 shoeboxes together online. So just go to my website, thecollidekidspodcast.com, and click the button that says Give to OCC, and then you can click on the button that says Build a Shoebox Online to get started or you are welcome to make a financial donation as well. Well, just as a reminder, there's a few ways that you can support the podcast. I would love for you to subscribe and follow this podcast so that way new episodes will automatically load into your podcast app and leave a rating and a review. Whenever you do that, it helps shows like mine boost in the podcast apps and then more people hear about it because they get to see it. You can also share the episode with friends and family through text message or social media and just let them know why you enjoy the podcast and why your family likes to listen. Or you can go to my website and click the link that says buy me a coffee. And anytime you think about it, I always appreciate your prayer support as well. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I am so thankful for you and I'm so glad that we got to have this time together and I hope you get some time to go outside this week. Okay, that's your homework. I'm giving you homework. Go play outside. Well, in case no one has told you today, let me be the first to remind you that God loves you so very much. Thanks for listening. Looking for help and hope can be a chore, and you don't need any more of those. So consider downloading the River Mobile app. It's a radio station committed to playing songs that will lift you up and help you out no matter what you're going through. Songs from artists like Lauren Daigle, Zach Williams, and Toby Mac. It's totally free with no subscriptions. Just search 1049 The River in your app store or listen online at riverradio.com.